The Chiefs have a new addition, and the Lions are the best team in the National Football League. Let's talk about it on Outside the Trentons. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. Hanging out with my guys, Nick Leckie and Big B, Brian and Lee on today's episode. Uh, got a lot going on. Got some news before this episode today. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us live. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But Nick, how was your football watching weekend? It's good. It's really good. You know, I um, I watched the second half of the Cats game and I just love, good. I love going to Twitter. I, I figured out how to manage Twitter. I have a I have a weird relationship with Twitter nowadays because a lot of people complain. We've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. And um, I love people's hyperbole. I love people taking one data set, one game. Uh, we're talking K-State football and just saying, oh, that's it. He's the truth. Let's do it. You know, it's like whatever. And it's like, hey, let's pump the brakes. Like, let's yeah. Before we, you know, sign the next Matt Flynn to a, a, a great <laughs> contract. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was... Cats won. Lubbock is a tough place to play at night. And uh, the Chiefs, was this the Thursday game? This was the th- It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a week ago. You know, it just feels like forever. When the Chiefs don't play on Sunday, it just throws off the whole week. It really does. Thursday night games need to be abolished. Players think that. Fans think that. Thursday games, too long for fans to marinate. I'm going to say it. Uh, too long. There's too many takes that get formulated after Thursday games. Big B. Uh, what did what what did you do this weekend? Uh, how was your football watching weekend? Uh, it was good. Uh, like Nick said, I mean, K State won physical physical football game. We just basically ran the ball down their throat. Uh, but you're exactly right, Nick. Is just everybody just constantly okay? We got to play them. Cut will take them off scholarship. I'm like, Jamie, let hold on a second, man. Has he thrown a pass? Five yards, ten yards down the field yet? No. Well, let, let's just wait a second before we just. I love what he did. Don't get me wrong, I loved it. But there's way more to football, and we just figured out tech can't stop us, and we just kept doing that, which is smart. But let's yeah. just hold on for a second. Let's hold on. Hey Tucker, yeah, what's up? Or Nick, what what were his what were uh, Avery's stats? Do you see his stats? The most classic K State stat line ever. Yeah, I know he had five touchdowns. Uh, he had seven of nine for like 80 yards passing. <laughs> I don't even know if it was 80. I mean, they were all swings, asses. Yeah, that's what I said. They were swing passes, which don't get me wrong. I'm glad. That's all he needed to do. But come on now. That's not sustainable football, man. It's, it's not. not. You're not gonna you're not gonna win a lot of games. You'll win one or two like that, but no, you can't. You can't go to like, you know, play Oklahoma. Uh, and get that done like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has 132 passing yards on the year. Uh, there that, you go. that tells you anything about uh, how his how his day just went. getting started. He is. Listen, I think he's very talented. I I liked him coming out of uh, Maze High, Wichita's own. Um, there and trying to find single game. I'm only getting season stats here, but I mean he's a great rushing quarterback. You make made uh, made some plays on his uh, uh, with the feet. Uh, he he scared me against Missouri. I thought that they were going to play him a lot more than than they did against Missouri. Oh, hey, don't bring up Missouri, please, Tucker. You, you had your moment. I skipped that week. You know, what I'm <laughs> I gotta I gotta continually give you smoke though because you did uh, you did uh, skip that. Um, shout out to uh, producer Nick Springer, also at Maze High at Low, Wichita Zone. So it's just, a couple, just a couple Maze High boys going at it, like just just guys being dudes there. I mean. Uh, just a couple good maze guys, but uh, yeah, no, some great college football. Missouri played well, if you were wondering. Um, hmm. I was not. But you know what? Rank twenty five. I'm from Louisville, and I'm a diehard Louisville fan. So they beat the brakes off Kentucky. So go ahead, Mizzou. More power to you. Louisville's having themselves a good year, and they lost to Pitt. Got embarrassed. Listen, let's move on. That's fine. <laughs> Don't freak that out. Don't freak that out. This is an NFL show. Yeah, NFL show. Sorry. Oh, NFL show. 
We're going to wait until we get four minutes and in, in, five minutes into this podcast. Let me wait a little bit longer so we can get to that five minute mark. Now we'll talk about Avery, or not Avery Johnson, I'm sorry. Uh, McCole Hardman getting traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I want to know, Big B, your thoughts right off the bat. I know I was in the middle of recording another podcast when that news came down. Uh, and I saw the notification. I didn't even need to read the whole thing. I just saw McCole Hardman traded, and I said, oh, that's to the Chiefs. Uh, because I didn't think of any other team would be trading for him. But what was your reaction when you saw that news come down that McCole Hardman is now a Kansas City Chief again? Yeah, I was in the middle of doing live stream and it was the same thing. Somebody asked me the question and I'm like, huh? So I look it up and I'm like, well, he's going back to the Chiefs. I go, well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think it's a great move for the Chiefs, to be honest with you. They gave up nothing uh, to to get him back. Uh, I'm sure the money, whatever that that's involved, I'm sure the Jets are taking the lion's share of that. I mean, one year deal anyway. So um, I think it's great. I have no idea why the Jets didn't use him. I mean, you got the guy, you paid the guy. Why not use the guy? Uh, you know what he's good at, but they just never put him on the field. And I believe that the Chiefs are going to put him on the field. He's going to get some usage, uh, unless he just can't play anymore, which I find that very hard to believe. I, I, I find it very hard to believe. I just think that the Jets just didn't know how to use him. I think the Chiefs do. Uh, I think it's a great move for the Chiefs because they need the help. Yeah. You know, I, it's weird when you get the band back together. Like, is there, is it too much trying? Is it like, is it like when you like re-day your high school girlfriend, right? You're like, hey, we've been there, done that, and it didn't work out. So we're going to try it again. Like, does that end poorly? Like, do you try to force the ball to him? Um, I, I read somewhere that it is good backup for if wide receivers get hurt and they are delicate creatures. You know, they have very taut hamstrings. You know, I wouldn't know because, you know, I, ha I don't have hamstrings. <laughs> uh, I'm not an athlete, as they say. But I, I love it as far as adding depth. Like, you add depth to, to, to the roster. You add depth yeah. to the wide receiver room. You had uh, veteran leadership. And a guy who's like, okay, you know, maybe he can, you know, steal a show somehow, right? Or contribute like he does. So, it, it couldn't hurt. No. It couldn't no, hurt. I don't. And the Chiefs yeah, so always make that, make that good move, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pick swap in late round picks. The Chiefs give up a twenty twenty five seven sixth round, and they get back a twenty twenty five seventh rounder. So, not much of anything really. What the Chiefs give up there, and for for McCole Harmon, a guy who again already knows the system. I saw a lot of people when we were when we were alive when we were live streaming and just talking about this. They're like, well. Should have got Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown to know the system. That'll take him a couple of weeks to get used to it, uh, to get the system to hit the ground running. With McCole Hartman, they can be like, all right, remember those jet sweeps you ran last year? Uh, those end rounds? Let's just do those some of those again. Let's try to get that speed out there because the speed is something that the Chiefs don't really have on the team right now. They went from having a lot of speed on that offense to not a whole lot. Now, Rasheed Rice has some speed, not the same kind of speed that McCole Hartman is. Like we're, McCole Hartman's like pushing four twos in types of, type of how fast he is. And if you watch, this Craig Stout made this point in, in a group chat when we were kind of just talking about it, and I think this is a really good point. i got to give Craig credit for this. Is if you watch last year's offense, the safeties had to respect McCall Hartman. You have to respect the speed that he brings. So the, the safeties rolled a bit faster, maybe uh, maybe respected him a little bit more, reacted a little bit quicker to where McCall Hartman was going. And this, year, and this year, you're not seeing like a respect to that in any sort of the means. So... Maybe that he can open things up for other players, like a Sky Moore, to maybe get more openings, maybe uh, create more uh, opportunities for Rasheed Rice. I'm going to be really interested to see what his uh, snap count splits will be, his like share in terms of like where he, he lines up in the wide receiver room. I think that's going to be really interesting. But overall, I mean, I think it's a very low-risk move for the Chiefs, especially with Justin Watson going to be hurt. He's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be on the IR. Andy Reid didn't act like he was gonna be placed on the IR. It's just gonna be one of those things he's gonna be working through. Doesn't sound like he'll play this week against the Chargers. So it's gonna be one of those things where I do think that it's good for Nick, as you mentioned, the depth of it. The depth of the move is gonna be is gonna be good. Do I know? Do I think the Chiefs are done at the trade deadline? I don't know. I don't think so. I would hope not. They're not done. But I think McCole Harmon is a very solid piece. One catch, six yards is what all he had this year. Inactive for a couple of games with the New York Jets. That's crazy. They just oh, won't use it. They just won't. Red zone. I just thought of that. Ooh. I watched that Denver game. They sucked in the red zone. The Chiefs mm -hmm. usually are great in the red zone, but the Chiefs left 
that game should have been done and dusted in the first half versus absolutely. And there, you know, so I think when you bring back um, Cole, that's the red zone threat. So that that's we just we just figured out Blues Clues. <laughs> we got it. Big B, I'm curious. Uh, do you think? I asked you if you're surprised by. It. Do you think that this war? I got it. When I, well, do you think this works, basically, is all I'm saying. Do you think that this fixes the Chiefs' wide receiver room? I know I'm not there of just like, oh, yep, Chiefs are shooing for the AFC championship. Right, right. Uh, what do you think about the grand scheme of things when it comes to the Chiefs' wide receiver room? Do you think that like this is like a Band-Aid, or do you think it's more of like a, an ace wrap when it comes to the wide receiver room? I mean, if, first of all, I don't think it fixes it, um, but I think it absolutely helps. It helps it, you know, so it, it, it's more of a an ace bandage versus a stop the bleeding because I think he can absolutely help what the Chiefs are doing. Nick is right. Just in the red zone alone, you know, if you take everything out, he's going to help you down there, you know, uh, but he absolutely is going to help and it'll help other guys because, look, we love Sky Moore, but Sky Moore hadn't been able to get open. Yeah, that's, that's part of the problem. Sky Moore can't get open. People keep asking what's going on with him. The guy's not open. He gets no separation. That's why. Uh, so this can help. Uh, and if other guys just can't do it and can't figure it out, hopefully Hardman can. Um, but so I think it's. Uh, I, I think it helps. I absolutely think it helps. It's not a, a okay. We got him back on the team and we're going to the Super Bowl. It's not that kind of move. There's still other things that they got to do. I, I'm still not opposed to the Hollywood Brown move because let's just the Hollywood Brown is a better receiver than Hardman. He just is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still not opposed to that, but this helps. This is a step in the right direction. Nick, can I ask you this? Uh, do you think they do anything else? Do you think the Chiefs are done? You know, when's the trade deadline? Um, that's a great question. So like here's the thing. So, so you you have this you have this locker room, and we're what is this like week seven, week eight? I don't even know what the hell. What are we in? Well, no, week seven. So yeah. we're in week seven. So you have uh, guys who have been in a locker room for seven weeks plus training camp, so eleven weeks, almost three months, and you've been doing it, doing it, doing it. And you just bring in McCall Hartman, and you bring in Frank Clark, right? So you bring in these two old older people who are with the Chiefs through all the, all the years. And it's like, how much more can you bring in that locker room, right? Before you start getting guys skittish, before guys start thinking like, huh, what are we doing here? Like, it, it, am I, and then you get, what happens is you bring in so many guys to locker room, like you guys, then it, it makes you, instead of trying, it's a weird thing to say, instead of trying to win, you, you're afraid of losing or you you know, instead of, you know, doing the right things, you're afraid of messing up. Yeah. So, so you, you're, you're thinking, oh shit, there's turnover. Like just what what's going to happen if I mess up? So then, once that happens, you start playing conservatively instead of playing loose and free and the, the beautiful game like uh, Barcelona plays uh, over in Spain. But yeah, so I, you might add one, but I, it'd be risky because you you might throw off the nucleus of that locker. So another move that is reported to happen that really I think everyone kind of assumed would happen more so than McCall Hartman coming back was Frank Clark coming back. Uh, Reports say that he's like late. I think he even tweeted out that he's coming to he's landing in Kansas City on on uh, tomorrow, and he's going through a physical. Uh, he broke his own news that like they're gonna they're more than likely going to sign them. Uh, I, but I, I think it would have been crazy. Matty Lane said this on the Casey Lab, and he said he would be more surprised if Frank Clark played a snap for somebody else other than the Chiefs in 2023 than if he would if the Chiefs brought him back. He had a more, more, more higher of a chance of just not playing at all. So the Chiefs were going to play and bring him back, I think. Um, and I agree with Maddie on that. Um, by the way, trade deadline is Halloween. They still have oh a little, a little more days uh, to to get something done on that. That's a Tuesday, I think. Um, so it's weird. But anyway, uh, thoughts on Frank Clark coming back? I know we're flipping sides of the ball here. Pass rushers are big. I think Chris Jones in his press conference said. You could never have too many pass rushers. Nope. That's how the old adage goes, Big B. Uh, what do you think about uh, Frank Clark kind of joining uh, this bunch here in Kansas City? It can't hurt. It absolutely can hurt. The one thing that uh, the Chiefs have been doing a good job is getting a ton of pressures. Yeah. Getting pressure on the quarterback, which pressures cause, you know, bad throws and things of that nature. 
However, sacks, you got to be able to get guys to the ground. And in playoffs, Frank Clark can do that. So if we're if we're counting on Frank Clark to be in there and the Chiefs getting to the playoffs, you know Frank Clark can do that in the playoffs because he's proven it time and time again. You know, uh, I'm looking I'm looking at the Chiefs, uh, who they played, and they really haven't played minus Denver, minus Denver. I'm sorry, Detroit, um, like top five offensive lines. No, you know, and so they really this D line has been playing well versus mediocre offensive lines. Yeah, right. Like you look at here, they they started out with you know the Lions, and the Lions have a really good offensive line. Frank Ragnow is a elite center. Uh, Ene Suell right tackle is so much fun to watch. Like yeah. like so much fun. One of my favorite tackles to watch in this league. Jaguars, nobody. Uh, Bears have my guy Cody Whitehair, uh, legend. Uh, Jets, Mackay Becton, left tackle, a man. Uh, Vikings, they had a solid. They they had everyone back finally. And the 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 Bronx, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but but you look at, I mean, you get Chargers coming up. They really, mine's the Eagles. Like the Eagles will be the really Eagles and Bills mm-hmm. will be their only test. Two games, and the Bills O line is not great. Yeah, it's it's better, but it is it's not great. There's not a lot of great O lines in the NFL anymore. Oh yeah, I mean I can attest to that, Nick. You, I know you can attest to that. They they don't teach O line play like they used to. I mean I know I'm an old fart, but you telling me you can never hit the sled? Like that you nobody ever hits the the five or seven man sled anymore? I mean I went to a high school practice the other day. That thing might it might as well have been in a ghost town. They didn't even touch. They didn't even look at it. I'm like, gee, many Chris, what are you doing? Billy, like, hit, that's hit. why. Nobody knows how to drive block anymore. Philly plays that sled. Philly be hitting a sled along with his whippets in the parking lot, man. Yeah. yeah. Philly. Philly will. Philly hits the sled with that. I mean, they should. I mean, the sled is perfect. I mean, if anything, it teaches you hand placement and how to drive block. Yeah. Especially when your offensive line coach gets mad at you and makes you do it for 30 yards. You know, that used to drive me insane. It's a great such a 90s punishment. Oh. Drive the sled. We're going to do it. Because, and you're right, Nick. It was the punishment because you did it yeah. all the way down the field. You, he sat on the and You had to turn it and then come all yeah. the way back. It was absolutely insane. I hated every second of it. When I what? when I coached O-line, I love to do that. I love to do yeah. yell at him. And oh, yeah. Push the sled. You know, especially when one side's getting pushed a little bit further than the other and it gets all crooked. You get to lay into those other kids on the other side. Like, You're going to let yeah. them do that to you? Oh. Exactly. Work against each other. What an evil villain. Yeah. It but it be, I just, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, oh, line play, I feel like, has been down all across the league um, in terms of as a whole. Um, and it might be, you ready for this one, Big B? This is a real old thing to say. I'm 25, and I'm going to say this. It's the forward pass ruining offensive line play. Um, <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt invented the forward pass, by the way. People forget Seriously? that. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, really? Yeah, he he saved football with the Ford Bass. He was a Harvard. He was a Harvard man. Smart dude. Well, the thing I believe it because when football first started, I mean, a guy like somebody would die like every game because <laughs> all they did it was like it was worse than rugby. Like people would literally just die. I'm like, <laughs> just straight up going on here. Just straight up, like like all of Ed Reed's uh, Hall of Fame highlights <laughs> oh. targeting. Targeting. Yeah. Targeting. <laughs> back, they didn't even wear a helmet, much less the leather. I mean, they didn't wear nothing. They just went out there and just, just I'm like, oh my gosh, man, what is going on out here? So thank goodness for the forward pass. But yeah, man, I, I've I've noticed the last three to five years, offensive line play has been bad. I mean, you'll get some good offensive linemen, but as a right. whole, it, it's just bad. It's just not enough, you know. And like I said, I, I joke about the sled, but it's the truth. There's not enough guys driving. They don't stick on blocks. They they come off blocks too easy. Now, the other guy tries too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, I mean, it's just not enough technical work. I it just It's crazy. Well, here's the thing too. I think with the, the, the rise of the mobile quarterback, I mm-hmm. think O-line play has slipped. Yep. You know, because yep. Mahomes bails out his O-line and Daniel Jones – yeah, <laughs> did not bail on his. <laughs> I 
hate to keep bringing that up, but you know, I, I'm I'm thinking if Lamb Lamb or Mahomes were were back there, it's not eleven sacks. It's like four or five. It'll be yeah, eleven. Eleven is like I look like okay. Look, I mean, can Peyton Manning play? Could Peyton Manning have played right now, or would he have been smart enough to build a fortress around himself? Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that's the thing. I think the quarterbacks aren't doing enough film work. Yeah. They're too mobile. And and it's just you know it's the offense line maybe the the overall play who knows man it's weird well but guys like Manning and Brady they could remember they could manipulate the pocket versus yeah, running they sure. could step up climb up in the pocket sidestep and still get the ball off with guys all around them didn't matter they're still getting the football off where now guys they hold it longer like Daniel Jones holds on to the football and it's crazy because he can actually move. But he holds on to the football and holds and holds and doesn't move. He acts like, well, the pocket's here. Nobody's ever going to get through. I'm like, yeah, that's not really how football works. But yeah. okay, bad. You can tell he grew up wealthy, right? He's got yeah. he's got trust. He, he doesn't care. trust. He's got Typical. trust. He trusts everybody, right? Oh. He's no trust. <laughs> those new QBs, man. Those yeah, new QBs man. will get you. Uh, I before we hit break here, real quick, I want to I want to talk about like just kind of number, put some numbers behind what we're talking about. I, I know we've talked about this, you know, Nick, going back to even when, when we were doing the podcast with BJ about the Chiefs defense seemingly gets pressures but doesn't convert them into sacks, and the Chiefs offensive line will allow pressures and not turn them into sacks because Patrick Mahomes basically doesn't turn them into sacks. Kansas City's 13th right now in the league in terms of pressures given up at 65. Um that's a decent amount of pressures. That's top half, but they are uh, 31st in the league in terms of sack giving up only three. Patrick Holmes have been sacked three times this year when they're giving up that much pressure. Um, it is quite astonishing when you think about just the offensive line. And listen, like we're going to talk about the offensive line more when it comes to uh, the Five Things podcast. It'll come out on Saturday. You guys will hear about that. You know that me, Big B, Nick Lucky got you covered when it comes to the Chiefs offensive line, uh, whether you're going up against Los Angeles Chargers. But I just find that wildly interesting about I think it's a good a good point you guys bring up about the scrambling quarterback and being able to kind of fix some things uh, that the offensive line does. But we're going to take a break real quick. And I told you guys at the top I had a question that I think we could mull over for a little bit. Um, and I'm going to ask you guys this right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. I personally have been talking to somebody for a few years now, and it's amazing how much better you'll feel by learning more about yourself through it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Nick Leckie. That's Brian Hanley. I'm Tucker Franklin. Hang out with you on Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms. Irish Cream Liqueur. Fellas, this question I read, wrote down um, was something I've kind of been mulling over all day, actually. Um, wow. And it's not a blind nail. It's like an actual question. No, this is an actual <laughs> question. This is uh, Maybe I could have made it my blind nail, but I think I want it, I want it out there for us. Is there a best team in the NFL? Um, are you sure? Positive. Who would you rather not face? I think there's something up with that offense. I don't know. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not hundred percent certain with that offense. There's something up with it. Eagles are good. Lions aren't horrible. Um you, are you afraid of the Lions though? And the you're not, honestly. Then that's the thing. You're not. Um 49ers, look, we can talk all we want and say Brock Purdy all we want. He's played great. And he did until I, I've been saying, I know you said it too, Nick. Game pressure. Some real game pressure happened. And even then, he drove him down. He got him in position. So I'll give him credit. But, there. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say that that I'll take my chances facing Brock Purdy in, in the playoffs. I would rather face him versus Jalen Hurts. I would rather face Brock Purdy. Like, like how you do a power ranking is, is you ask yourself that question. You know, who yep. would I not want to go play it at their home in the playoffs? Or even neutral side. Who would I not want to play at the neutral side in the Super Bowl? Yeah. And who would you I not want to play at a neutral side in the Super Bowl? What I think is really interesting. Well, Nick, you brought this up when like when it came to, to college football of everybody having these like snap reactions of one game seasons essentially, of like whatever happens that game is the whole season. That's starting to bleed over to the NFL a little bit more than I think uh that I even paid attention to maybe last year. I feel like it wasn't as reactionary as people are this year. Uh, all over for years, Tucker. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. You must be new here. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I am. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think it is so uh, so funny when you see the Bills beat the Dolphins, right? And they're like, bah. Bills are a wagon. Nobody can beat. Th- Who's going right. to beat the Bills? Nobody can beat the Bills. Look at how much they ran over the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't have a defense. They can't beat anybody in the playoffs. What do you think the Dolphins are good? And then you have that same Buffalo team play a Jacksonville Jaguars team in London, which, by the way, they were like in London for like three weeks. We yeah. got to that game. That would be awesome. Also, not fair uh, for, for Buffalo, who has to deal with that travel. They lose to a Jaguars team, and then it's... I don't know if this team can. I don't know. I don't know if this team can do it. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. It, it, it's just so the snap reactions like that. But I do think back to my Eagles point. I think that the Eagles offense the whole year. We can talk about it from the Chiefs' perspective too. Hasn't been doing what we anticipated the Chiefs, the Eagles offense to be doing. And I, Jason Kelsey, talks about on uh, the New Heights podcast. Uh, he's worried about the red zone offense, and the red zone offense hasn't been very good. And you kind of saw it come and bite them a little bit uh, on that Jalen Hurts touchdown, which I'm not sure how that was a touchdown, truthfully, but apparently the booth had a view that we didn't because one of the camera angles they showed showed really Jalen Hurts breaking the plane or had a great view, I guess, of, of Jalen Hurts breaking the plane. But losing to the Jets in, in, in the game like that, I know the weather was kind of crappy. The weather was kind of crappy all over in the Northeast. I'm trying to think. There's another. Oh, it was the... It was the Niners game, right, where it was kind of rainy all over in in Cleveland, um, and they kind of had some poor weather as well. So, um, yeah, I just I I'm not sure if there's just a clear cut top team is really what I'm getting at, uh, because I feel like in years past we've been able to say like, oh yeah, it's the Chiefs. Oh yeah, it's uh, last year it was the Eagles. You know, it's oh it's it's the Bills. I don't know. At this point, we got a clear cut top. We do the Dolphins. I mean, I like the Dolphins too, man. But you fear them in a playoffs, Big B? The problem is, it was just going to say, their defense, man. Defense I just, is low. I, I don't know. You got to have a defense that can travel. 
Even if you're playing at home, your defense got to show up. And I, I don't know. I just don't know. It's to me, it's Eagles and Chiefs because the Chiefs are always a weird team. They they win. They they know how to win differently. And I think to be a good to be a Super Bowl team, you have to win differently, right? You have to win through defense. You have to win through rushing the ball. You have to win through passing the ball. You know, you have to win, win a, a blowout. Win a um, LSU Alabama six to nine game. You know the multiples of three and. The Chiefs are sneaky. The Chiefs don't look powerful, right? But they're like, oh, no, we're not. Oh, and all of a sudden, they just like straight up burn, burn playoffs. Yeah. Right. You know? Uh, but, you know, I think Kelsey, like, you know, he, he brings up a good point, Jason Kelsey. Offense, to me, and we've talked about this before, the only true measure of a good offense is your red zone efficiency. Period. Absolutely. Period. You could have a 1,000 yards, but if you're not putting numbers on the board when you get that yeah, plus 30 or minus 30, whatever the hell you call it, it's nothing. You're. It's your. What were they saying? Golf, drive for, or drive for, drive show. for show, pup for dough. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, put it in the red zone. Put it, get a touchdown red zone. Three points is guaranteed. You, if you get three yeah. points, you're not celebrating. That's a guarantee. You should already have that, unless you're San Francisco and decide to Cleveland it versus Cleveland. <laughs> but that's the mark of a good offense: red zone efficiency. That's the only stat I care about. What were so there, looking, like two games this weekend where teams scored over twenty six points? I mean that's that's some bad offense. Did we have that as our, one of our subjects? Right? Did we? Was that in the pre in the pregame chatter? We we've, we've talked about that already this year, uh, but it's, it just yeah. keeps continuing. Of just like yeah, de- defenses are starting at a pace that we haven't really seen in a few years. But it could just be offenses being bad. Like it could just be the defenses are playing well, or it could just be the offenses aren't good and maybe that goes back to the offensive line play that we were talking about earlier maybe that all connects there um like maybe the offensive line play hasn't been as good as it has been in recent years so maybe that's why the offenses are down it starts it starts in the trenches we know that on this podcast so that's it's really interesting have we always had i mean okay like off the top of off the top of your head yeah how many like premier dns are in this league right now oh gosh right look at detroit aiden hutchison Yep. Um, what's his face? I know he hurt his knee, but Chubb before he hurt his knee, and then who's on it? Miles Garrett. I haven't even yeah. heard of Aaron Donald for Christ's sake. Is he playing? Is he hurt? What's the deal? Yeah, he's, he's old. He's older, but he's still doing his thing. He's okay. They are still accounting for him. Oh yeah, I watched the game the other day. They are still accounting for him, and he's not. It's like he's gotten a step slower because he's getting back there. He's just yeah. not getting the sack. Right gotcha. now, but he's still blowing <laughs> off his alignment. Up. Okay, incredible. Um, Cox of Fletcher Cox with the Eagles, right? Um, yeah, I mean, all I guess one of DNs, right? But then, how many now, now, now take the flip side, how many premier wide receivers can you name that are actually like doing her thing like this year? Well, I guess Jefferson's her, yeah, Tyreek. So, I mean, it's been a down year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's been this weird sort of like, remember we had all the, remember like the, the greatest game ever was the 55 to 53 LA versus uh Kansas city game. Mm-hmm. If we had that this year, the, the, the earth would explode. Like yeah. I just open up and just, just explode. It's a yeah. weird, it's a weird, like sort of like has, has offensive line play, no premier wide receivers. And is the defense has just gotten better. And that's a possibility. I mean, I it's something to think about. I know the Chiefs defense has gotten better um, in terms of just like who they have on their team. Max Crosby, another guy that needs to be thrown out there, I think. And mm-hmm. as a Chiefs fan, it doesn't just hurt me to say. I would love Max Crosby if he was a Kansas City Chief, but since he's a Raider, I have to hate him, uh, which sucks because I think he's a really good football player. Um, and I think that he's a really great guy on top of it. So uh, I wish you just come to Kansas City. Uh, that would make things a lot easier for me personally. Uh, but he's... He, <laughs> He should be in like the defensive player of the year conversation in terms of like he's he leads like in pressure rate in terms of just like uh I'll, hang on a sec I don't know if this is right I just looked this up he has two hundred and twenty one pass rush snaps okay yeah. uh oh never mind okay that's wrong that makes more sense I was gonna say he's got a hundred percent pressure rate on two hundred and twenty one percent uh that's not true but uh it's it's a uh, eighteen. Percent with a win rate of twenty six percent on two hundred 
221 pass rush snaps. One out of four hit bad. You know that. I mean, he, yeah, he wins constantly. So I think Nick, to your point, like there's a lot of good defensive linemen out there. Bosa, Bosa. San Francisco has like five of them. Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> they have like all of them. Uh, the Bosa. TJ Watt, no, definitely. That was one of the ones. Yeah, I was waiting for you to chime in. <laughs> he might be your team MVP. Truthfully, he might score the most points on the team. If you guys didn't have a kicker, that would be it right there. It's TJ. Oh wow, he's right. right. Yeah. I mean, I'd be mad if he was lying, but he's not lying. <laughs> well, this is an inter- interesting comment here from Super Gold uh, Golden Chris. Great pass rushers have always been around. It's these average quarterbacks to blame. Thoughts on that? Dak's lost a step. Dak, Dak is 100%. He has not gotten it out. He's making a lot of business moves. Uh, Joe Burrow's hurt. Mm-hmm. Who else is a good quarterback? Herbert is well this year. Josh Allen's played Josh Allen's played good. Yep, he's played good. Lamar technically has played good, other than the one bad game in the bad <laughs> quarter and a half against the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, he's played I like how he said technically. I like he said technically. <laughs> I mean, but anytime you're completing 74% of your passes, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like he's played good. Te- no, he said technically. That's funny. Did you not like did you not like that? You can't give a Raven compliment, can you? That's exactly right. That's why it's technically the writer. I get it. That's exactly right. And that's I love Tar, but no, no, no. I can't go on the list. Yeah. If if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, Big B was Dang. waving his terrible towel. Yeah, he's can't go all the way there. Can't do it. Won't do it. Well, right. I think that that's a good point too, right? The the QB play. Uh, um, I, I was telling someone when 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 I was with Drew Brees, we would have dinner on Thursday nights. He was a lineman. You know, he would we'd have dinner at seven. He'd get there at seven thirty. He'd leave at like nine, and he would come from the film room. Go back to the film room. Yeah. And I'm curious um, if a lot of these guys are manzelling it. You know, are they getting zero hours on that iPad uh, watching film? Like, I think that's hard to do, man. <laughs> that's impossible to zero do. Zero hours? Like, that's hardly new. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot of that. I think it's a combination of everything. Part of the problem, um, and I know we've talked about it, they keep paying mediocre quarterbacks. That's, that's the problem. That's, that's what it is. You stop. Paying mediocre quarter Daniel Jones forty million dollars a year and give the guy twenty, yeah. then what? You know, yeah. stop paying mediocre quarterbacks all this money. There's nothing written in stone that says because you're going to be the starter, you have to make this type of money. Because Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen make this kind of money. No, you don't have to make anywhere close to that because you're not anywhere close to them, which is fine for our football team. You know, that's okay. We want you to be the starter, but we're not paying you $40 million to do it. Hey, hey, hey. I, I know Dable and has a long history with the Bills, built that offense, knows Josh Allen. So that game was an anomaly where they – Giants. But is it Terrell Pryor? Is he the, or is that someone else? Who was the quarterback? Uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Thank you. I was like, he no way. Better. He played well. They he looked better. freaking good. 13 yes. years, dude. I mean, granted, it's a one it's a one data set, so we're not gonna hyperbole it, but they look great. Like he commanded that team and we'll see if this can last. But I mean, there's a guy who's, you know, probably gonna get a thirty million dollar deal next year. <laughs> but you're right. I, I Big B, I, I think you're onto something. Like Mac Jones, like and I don't like to criticize too much, but how the hell is Mac Jones still have a job? No clue. Stinks. Yeah. No clue. I, mean, I have no clue how he has a job. There's a bunch of guys that you could say. Here's another one. Um, Geno Smith. Geno Smith played one. First of all, he sat on the bench for a decade. Literally a decade. Had a good year last year. Gets all this money, and he is right back to where he was before last year. I mean, it's crazy how desperate teams are for quarterbacks. And they're throwing this crazy money around. Like, I don't think it's worth It's not wise because you could build up your football team. I know you got to have a quarterback, and you do. But you don't have to pay your quarterback. He doesn't have to be always. If he's not the best player, you don't have to pay him the most much. So true. I mean, you just don't. I mean, Chiefs have been in that situation before. Um, Matt Castle, they gave him $60 million. There you go. 
I love Matt Castle as a phenomenal human being, my friend. Uh, I texted him the other day. Great guy. Love Matt Castle. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Give him $60 million. Uh, Hey, hey, last thought on this, and this kind of sums it up. This sums up where the state of quarterbacks getting paid are. You have flipping college quarterbacks who are demanding uh, a cut that's a wild of, of of the team equity. It's that bad. Like, There's no way that works. I, no, no tie. No owner. Well, first of all, you can't do it just because of the collective bargaining agreement. But there's no owner that's ever going to do that. Ever, 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 ever going to do that. Ever. That's unless wild. you prove yourself. Unless you prove yourself, like Mahomes, and then they'll they'll they'll, they'll make 33 slots and own <laughs> Mahomes came out on uh, when we recorded this podcast on Wednesday, saying that he wants to be uh, be an owner of an NFL team. Good for him. Good that makes me, know. as a Chiefs fan, I don't know how I feel about it because, like, the Hunts have owned the Chiefs for a long time. It's like, oh, so oh, so the Hunts are going to sell to the Mahomes. So that makes sense. Okay, yeah, do that because I don't want Patrick Mahomes to be involved with another NFL franchise. Yeah, I can't. That's I, I can't do. I can't deal with that. I, mentally, I cannot deal with that. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes seeing him support another NFL franchise, that's not that's not gonna happen. But uh, what if Mahomes bought the Raiders? How would that make you? Think? Oh my gosh! He already owns the Broncos. Knew <laughs> <laughs> that was go. I mean, but there was a rumor that Mahomes is talking about. You know, he re-upped his contract, but he yeah. wants to finish his career with the Steelers. The souls, you know. <laughs> just stop it. Stop it. I, I don't know. Stop it. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. It was out there. It was out there two weeks ago. He wants to finish his career as a Pittsburgh Steelers, um, in a uniform. He said he loves greatness, so he wanted to be a part of it. I don't, stop I don't know. It. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I thought you were bringing up the point where Patrick Mahomes in the negotiation of his contract did bring up he wanted equity in the team. Oh, that was something that he he had brought up before. But I think Tom Brady had tried that before too. Uh, so it's like not something that like players. Yeah, you can't do it. You, you can't. can't. It's in the collective bargaining agreement. You you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed Stay to. Because if you get allotted, then what? Because you can't own one team by playing. You, you, you just can't do that. Uh, I was gonna say, you know what happened then? Jerry Jones would be on that field in a heartbeat. That's what. That's what would happen. Oh, geez. Jerry Jones would be a quarterback. I mean, he would think, you know what? I can I can do this better. He ain't giving up. He ain't giving up a cut to win. No. Oh no! no. The owners giving up a cut to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they want it. They don't want it that bad, right? When they give up cuts, they don't just hand them out. They sell them. Yes, they sell ownership. They don't just hey, here you go. I'm going to give you three percent of the team. No, that's not how that works. They sell three percent of the team. That's not going to work out for old uh, C Boogie out there. And uh, which, by the way, did not look very good against Notre Dame. Not at he all. He threw a, some bad interceptions. They have an awful defense. Um, there's a lot that we can talk about with USC because they did not look at Caleb Williams. In script, we were talking with Matt Lane about this, who does a lot of the, our draft content here at KCSN. In script, Drake May is way better. In script, in inside the form of a play, than what Caleb Williams is. Caleb Williams, obviously an incredible quarterback, can make the plays outside of the pocket freelance, and he can do like the Patrick Mahomes-esque throws. You think Drake made no, it better can't. when it comes? Ask. That gets thrown around too light. That's why we have. That's why we're in the position we're at, Tucker, is because people say Mahomes ask. I never. Yeah. Th- is I he Jones, Jones, Jones ask. Listen, <laughs> I've I I'm with you. Like I think that his comparison to Patrick Mahomes is a little overblown. Uh, and there's people saying right now that oh he could start on an NFL team right now and he'd be like Patrick Mahomes like that's a little too far. Isn't the culture that's not, that's in the college football podcast. But anyway, we're we're on it. We're on this train, so we're gonna ride it. Uh, USC quarterback, right? We talked about that. that's a it's a great piece. They get all this freaking hype and they're out in the Pac-12, which sucks at football, right? Well, this year they pretty good. This year they're, they're pretty good versus each other. And no, they were pretty good. Some dawn of it. Yeah, they're pretty good. Who have they played? Washington's a good team. Oregon's a Washington's good team. Good football team. Oregon's good football team. Uh, if Utah had a quarterback, their quarterback blew his knee out in the Rose Bowl. If he could play, they would be good because their defense is crazy. But they can't score any points. They're they're not bad. The conference isn't bad. It's the best in the country this year for sure. It's true. 
It's a weird year for football. It is. It is a, it is a weird year. It's the last I, year of the Pac-12, and they decided to be the best conference in the country. That, I think, is absolutely hilarious. Just hilarious. <laughs> the irony is rich. Wazoo's pretty... Oh, well, they got smacked by Arizona. But, like, before that, like, Wazoo was playing pretty well. Oregon State. Not hey, hey, just wait till uh, November, right? Like, it's all going to sort itself out. You're like, Nick, you were right. November happened, and these teams suck. I've been looking at... I've been looking at flights to try to get out to Vegas to go to the last Pac-12 championship game. Just because I just want to be there, man. I just want to be there. It's out in the Legion. Been to went to East West Shrine Bowl there the last couple of years. It's now in Frisco. It's at the Star, baby. So I'll be down there okay. now. When the uh, is it? Yeah, I didn't know that East West Shrine Bowl. Yeah. Big yeah. You know what? Ten minutes you, from my house. Say at the crib. Go swimming at at, at Mr. Hanley's house. You can't go swimming. No, I don't know you. You know. I, hey, just you know, uh, talk to his neighbors who used to be down in town. And I'm still, I got PTSD from somebody sneaking that's, in. I can't. I can't. Can't. That's, <laughs> but no, it's don't it's at the out. at the start of Frisco, February second or something like that. Whatever that like Thursday is is the game. But nice. they'll be have they'll have that week there. You just sneak on up. Sneak on up. I think I will do that. They'll be done with Texas high school football two weeks before that. You know, just, it goes on forever. The finals is like like Christmas Eve. I yes. No year. way. Yes, it is, man. He's not kidding. It's no, always like a, a, a yeah. A if if Christmas is like on a a Thursday, the yeah. Saturday before is the last high school football game. Yeah. Uh, it's start late. No, and you're not start late. Uh, we were eleven and four. My my junior year, we won state, and um, like fifteen games. Yeah, bro. Playoffs. Uh, December seventh or December twelfth, and there was still one more round because we were Division One. There was Division Two playoffs. They have one yeah. more game, so they're like, yeah, yeah. The playoffs are a whole nother season in itself. I think that you play like six games, six or seven games in the playoffs to win the state. Yeah. It's like more than most like Division One colleges play. They do too. Uh, DeSoto yeah, Duncanville coming up, Big B. Yeah, big game. That's, that's a Duncanville Tucker. Really good. They're they're like nationally ranked teams. Yeah, and, and they are good. Von, Von Miller. Yep. Ooh. It's big time football, and the place will be packed. I mean, hold twenty thousand seats. Stadium, right? And it, it'll be yeah. They'll they'll play there. They'll play wherever, and it'll be packed. Absolutely packed. It's crazy. There's a uh, there's a school with the mascot of the bullfrogs. Is it, it's not. It's, I think it's in Fort Worth. Maybe it's Lake Worth, Texas. Bullfrogs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only Texas school I can really remember because it's a it's a cool mascot. The bullfrogs. Um, we need more bullfrogs in college athletics. I mean, TCU the horn frogs. So I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of close. But like bullfrogs are green. They got a leaping frog as their logo. Look at a. <laughs> I think it. I think it's. Uh, I think it's Lake Worth, Texas. I, is it I, aggressive? Is it an aggressive bullfrog? Does it have like fangs and fangs, or is it rabbit? I mean, I don't need an aggressive. Though. Like jackrabbit is like the most mild mascot I could think of. Yeah, but it's still jackrabbit. It's like jackrabbit. <laughs> but you see me jackrabbit that. <laughs> it is Lake Worth. I was right, by the way. Uh, what a what a great memory! They need to use the bullfrog more. I mean, it looks like they use the interlocking LW a little bit more than they should. Uh, and this has been <laughs> Texas high school football logos uh, on outside the trenches. There's only I love it. High schools in Texas. There's a million. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh. every one of them plays football. Every one of them plays football. They have six man or eight man there. They got it all. Yeah, I think they have it all. I don't think they have really. I know Nebraska has six men. Missouri has eight men. If they got eleven boys in the school, they they got a football team. Yeah, I'm just that's the way it is. That's fun. All right, well let's. I guess we should get to uh, blind nil. Um, who wants to start? Us? <laughs> I'll start. I am. Yes. Y'all know me. I'm on the Halloween train. Yes, I've been on the Halloween train, um, <laughs> and I'm going to stay that way. Yep, yeah, until Halloween is over. So, who, I don't think we talked about this as far as, who is the scariest Halloween villain? Who Wait, hold on. Define that. Okay. Like the best slash scariest. Like if you were real life, 
who would you be afraid of? Like a horror, like any from the horror movie genre. From the horror movie genre, who would you actually be afraid of? The can, can I say? Yeah, can, can I say the devil? <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew that's where Nick was going. I knew that's where he's going. You never see the devil. Never since he jumps in everybody's body. That's different. That's different. There was a damn demon in in, in next to the bed when it was like a negative. 400 Kelvin in, in yeah. her room in The Exorcist, right? Yeah. Um, okay, we'll, we'll rule out that one. Okay, uh, horror movie, you can't do the Dello. That's too easy. So I'm going to eliminate that one to make it hard. Okay, so IRL, you caught him in real life. Nightmare on Elm Street used to freak me out because as a kid, I'm like, well, guess who's not going to bed ever again, right? I was like, not me. Yeah. Um, but I've already... Jason, I feel like I could run away from Jason. Can you though? I mean, I can't. I couldn't hit him with my car. He always catches up. He always catches Sometimes. up. As soon as you turn to run and you stop and you turn and look back, he is right behind you. You think Count Chocula in real life is sort of like deviant? <laughs> Probably. You see how much chocolate that guy has? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. You can be a deviant and like you can have that much chocolate and not be a deviant. Right. I'm just spreading type two diabetes across the chest. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, just everywhere. It's just just um let's see here. Who's uh, why am I drawing a blank? That's a good one. Go uh, I, I thought screen. about Ghostface, but like because it could be anyone. But Shaggy, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the actor who played Ghostface in one. I'm loving all the hollow is someone said uh, right. April H from the I didn't watch the ring series. I haven't seen the ring either. The saw. I'd say who's the um, jigsaw? Who's the no, not not jigsaw. No, what's the other? Is there another? What's the movie where like like the guy was on the floor the whole time, and he was like the mastermind? That was a saw. That, that was the very first saw. saw. One. Yep, that was the very first one. And then he hit the thing and locked him in. Yep, forever. Unbelievable. I like that one because much to the scream, the scream thing, you don't know who the hell it is, and guess what? The the greatest trick, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, Big B, kick us off, man. Who, who's your? Who's this curious? Mine is Michael Myers. Michael Myers has yeah. made a comeback over the years, but if you watch the the first Halloween, first of all, Michael Myers is a real dude. Okay, he is a real person, escaped, you know, psychiatric patient. He gets out, just starts killing people. He didn't have no machete or anything. He's just using a kitchen knife, not I mean, like a butter knife, killing people. Yeah, you know, at first, so. I don't know. I, I like Michael Myers, like I said. And typically, he's right outside my door here, uh, hanging out at the Hanley's, too. Uh, Did you lock up your dog? Is your dog? Does your dog approve? She does not approve. She doesn't handle any of it. My wife has all these animatronics. She doesn't like any of those things. So, uh, but yeah, I like Michael Myers for me because he's a real guy. Yeah. Good one. I like that. You know, I can't think of one, but. Um, yeah, I do like Pennywise. Guess who's in the movie Constantine? No. Keanu Reeves, late 90s. Amazing. A comic book adaptation. It talks, it deals with the occult and the supernatural. Um, Shia LaBeouf is in it. Uh, mm. The guy from um, a lot of shows who's like the Russian guy is in it. It's really cool. Um, check that out, Constantine. That's like an underrated ho uh, Halloween flick. The devil's in it too, by the way. Mm. And to me, the devil makes to, parents. To, to to me, um, I grew up Mexican Catholic, right? Which is the most Catholic you would get, minus Italian Catholic um, or Irish Catholic. You know, it's and so uh, we played the Ouija board one time and just mm. scared the shit up as a family for like Thanksgiving. Like, hey, let's break out the Ouija board, let's burn some candles. I'm not so Scarred for life. And then I saw The Exorcist one time and they played, she played the Ouija board on the, on the, on the ping pong table downstairs. Oh. She got possessed. So to me, I was always like, like Big B's, um, Michael Myers, like it could happen. Like the Ouija board, like they can happen. Yeah. You get possessed with the Ouija board. So I know Exorcist, the, Exorcist the devil. It's just, yeah, that's the scariest one. I believe in all that stuff too. Yeah. All that yep, Ouija yep. board, yep. all that. That exorcism, yep. all I believe all of those things could happen. That's why I, I just don't mess with it. I don't oh. tell I don't tempt fate. I just how don't. they still sell those things. I don't I don't know. I don't 
I don't know. My wife, she goes and watches them. That's how, that's how. <laughs> she loves every one of them. That's that's my thing. Is I don't I don't mess with like that that like uh, supernatural mm-hmm. type stuff because like because it can happen. Yeah, and I'm not gonna touch face. Somebody's gonna laugh at me. Okay, that's fine. But you know, Pennywise isn't gonna end up in my house one day either because I'm not testing fate. Although he is downstairs by my bathroom right now. Guess who doesn't walk by st- storm storm drains? There you go. There you go. Well, you, here's interesting. Um, they 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 tore down, stole Kansas Nick producer Nick. Have you guys ever looked at a mirror, done the mirror test? What what? Like no 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 no. This is different. This is no. Oh. Can, don't bring up Cam. It's bedtime. Big B. I've, <laughs> so like, if you do like a mirror, like like say this red book is the mirror, and you put your finger here, right, or you put like your hand up here, and you look to the side of the mirror. And the mirror can see behind it. Like it's, it's like, I don't know how the mirror knows it's there, but it knows it's there. Just try it. You'll see it. No, you're not going to try that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> the, the mirror's right. not do something, going to be upset and do something back. I'm not going to do it. I'll take your word for it. What was, speaking of mirrors, there's a, there's a scary movie about a mirror. There's like a possessed mirror. Uh, Mirrors are freakier than we give them credit, like Ouija boards. Mirrors are weird. Like, <laughs> there's something up there. There is something up there. Um, that's a great question, Big P. Hey, it's Halloween, man. I like Halloween. that. All right, Tucker, do you have a football question? Do you have a football blender? Uh, yeah, it's adjacent. Okay, do a football, and and I'll because I've got a non. We'll end on solid a solid blind. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have any more thoughts on Tucker? Did you have? I apologize. I don't think so. I saw somebody type in uh, Hannibal Lecter was one that they put in there. I think Hannibal Lecter would be would be a scary one. Hannibal, that's real. That's a real. That's a real guy. Again, yeah. Uh, Who's the Chainsaw Massacre guy? Leatherface. Leatherface. That would be. I was scared of chainsaws for a while. First of all, that's a true story. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that until just now. Uh, yeah, so that's a, so the very first one is a true story. That was probably <laughs> the, the Lake Worth Bullfrogs was the, probably the most in a in your school. Well, well true way school out in East Texas and West. <laughs> South to <of> Abilene. <laughs> all right. Those are my final thoughts on that, by the way. I, I think I got everything out. Uh, my question, trade deadline coming up. It is on Halloween, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on Halloween. is trade deadline. I want to howl every time you say that. Oh, look at that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, which sport has the best trade deadline? Uh, football. Huh. NBA is pretty intense. Like, it felt like NBA. there's always something going down in the NBA at the trade deadline. Yeah. Free agents, trade, like like bench bench players contracts. That that's the like you're like the, they they trade. Hey, we're gonna trade this guy who's probably worn a suit more to the game than he and on the court than the coaches all season. The yeah. thing about the NBA, NBA is usually because they have to match up contracts. Yeah. So, you know, you get more excitement and you're usually getting a star to go to a, a contender or something like that. I think the NFL is starting to get around to that a little bit more uh, because the NFL for, for so long was just trading draft picks and stuff like that. Uh, baseball is really good, too. It is. You know, you get contender, you get that pitcher that, you know, came from the Mets, that came to the, the Rangers um, or going to the Astros. To, don't get me started on my Mets, but. Either way, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, I think basketball and then baseball. I'd agree. Listen, your Rangers just down the street from you. They're having they a are. pretty good time. I think they're getting whipped right now, but yeah. yeah I think they're up two to nothing before yeah, that. Yeah, right? the are. series. And they're, yep. uh, looks like Philly's going to be well on their way to the World Series. Because I know everybody tuned into this football podcast to hear commentary on the AL and NLDS. <laughs> Or CS, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, Nick. Any thoughts on trade deadlines? I know as a player, it was probably weird trade deadline uh, time for you. I didn't know. Is, is there any uh, any anxiety for trade deadline? No. I mean, because it's trade deadline. I mean, you're 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 already guaranteed your 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 money. So it's like that's fair. trade deadline. You just kind of just swap it, and nothing ever big happened really. 
right. it's like one or two the trade deadline um it's a weird concept but yeah like mid-season okay now i'm over here it's tough to do in the nfl like credit to the chiefs for making the Kadarius tony uh they trade for Suggs, you know whatever and they once had some good moves but yeah. i'd say effectiveness wise though like the really good trades i would say clinton portis and then um champ bailey right was that the trade that like both teams super benefited like they literally just traded hall of famers right with like a running yeah. back like a, a but like i mean effective trades like like the player swaps um uh, i haven't seen a good one like have you have you guys seen a good one like i haven't seen a good one like that in terms of like player swap yeah like for straight like hey you need a running back you need a corner or let's it's now it's like draft picks or it's like we're building yeah. over again yeah. for Caleb Williams to have a 10% ownership <laughs> But no, I'd say basketball or, or, or baseball because it has impact. But yeah, baseball. It has immediate uh, impact. Baseball's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's always some team that's like, ah, screw the league. We're going to give up our best guy to, to the best team, right? Like we're Detroit. We're going to give up Verlander. Right. First rounders. It's uh, trade deadline time always gets me thinking with that stuff. I, I do like baseball trade deadline. It's all notifications turn on and everything like that. But uh, yeah, Big B, as you mentioned, the NFL has gotten a little bit better uh, when, it comes, when it comes to uh, d- dishing out at the deadline. But Nick, why don't you take us home, buddy? All right. So uh, I noticed the leaps are, are literally falling. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed the pumpkins are out and about. And it's a little bit of crisp in the air. And we're starting to see who's good and who's not in the NFL, right? Which, you know, only leads us to one conclusion. All is here. Minus what I just said, what is your little, "Mm, it's fall, okay, now I like this, and then it's official. Like, my summer official is when I get, like, heirloom tomatoes from the farmer's market. I'm like, okay, summer's here. This is my summer treat. And you can't say pumpkin spice latte either because that's a cop. <laughs> I think for me, Nick, it would be the first time I can put a hoodie on. Ooh. The first time. I'm a like white hoodie. Actual, like, like actual, the doctor at your house, like outside? Yeah, yeah, I like outside. When I can wear a hoodie out and about, I think like, ah, uh, yep, fall is here. Especially hoodie and shorts. That's like pristine weather. Hoodie and shorts oh, yeah. weather. It is my absolute favorite. I've got a large like I mean, just got a huge hoodie I found at a thrift store that I just put on. You one that you know just swallows you, and it just you just feel nice and comfortable in it. Got a couple of those over here on on my rack, but I think that any time I can put on a hoodie and go out and about in public, that's when I know they're like, yeah, we're I'm a big hoodie guy. I don't my, my girlfriend Tara, she is a big uh, crew neck. She loves crew necks. I can oh, get down with a crew neck. What's the point? I can get down with a crew neck, but I love the hood. I love the hood uh, and the hoodie. Um, in that in the in the kangaroo pocket, oh, love it all. That's a good one. That hey, shout out to KC Sports Network. That's the most legit hoodie I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> I think I'm it's serious. in my. I think it's my. And I'm not even. I'm not even just saying. I'm. I'm like being dead ass, as the kids say. Like that is. It's a comfy one, man. The great and the the, yeah. the hood part is like extra long. Like I feel like a monk. Big B, you got one? Um, it don't get fall in Texas, though. That's no, that, I, that was just going to say, you know, I mean, it was 88 degrees here today. Yeah. So it's just, it's weird because it just, there's no fall that really happens. Um, But mine was kind of the same, you know, putting on sweats. But I'm a big, uh, which doesn't happen here, but just in general, I'm a big leaves changing color guy. When the leaves start to change. You know, I grew up, like I said, you, I grew up in Louisville, so they get a fall there. They get all the seasons there, and there's a lot of green out in that area. So when you see the leaves start to change, for me, that was a big deal. It was crazy because my yard didn't, we didn't have a tree in my yard growing up, so the leaves never got in my yard, which was great because my mom would have had me out there raking up leaves all the time. That's but, that's yeah, yeah, it's a bad deal. Um and luckily, I never had to do it because I saw the kids out there. I'm like, oof, too bad for you. Uh, um, but yeah, that that for me, uh, when the leaves start to change and start to fall, that for me right there is great fall. That's when you know 
fall this year. I love it. You know, I, I think for me, it's, it's a combination of things and it's just, and it's, it's so basic, but it's so prescient. But when you can smell, like you smell fall, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what it is, but when you outside and kind of like smell and it's sort of this like sort of crisp. Yeah. Sort of, no, no. Sort of, you can change, like you like, you can tell, like you can smell like the, it changing, mm-hmm. right? You feel it changing, right? And it's just this weird little like, like the activity of summer is sort of getting tuned down, fall is amping up. It's a sort of tweener season. You know, there's no, there's no major holiday on the horizon. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, that to me is fall, like this weird little transition to, to winter. You know, it's just, it just, it, it trips me out and I can't pinpoint it, but I had a caramel apple the other day and that triggered it. Ooh, if that ain't the most, right. If that ain't the most youthful, the fall is here thing to me, it's the caramel apple. Nice. Green apple dipped in caramel. That's good. Little Granny Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's my fall is here. I'm uh. I'm headed to the pumpkin patch this weekend. Uh, Tanner and I like this. We like to celebrate our anniversary at the pumpkin patch every year. October 21st is our anniversary. It's together five years. Um, and we always like to celebrate it at the pumpkin patch. And uh, that is always the ones because pumpkin patches usually close around Halloween, right? They're usually, uh, yep. usually done after then. So we always try to get uh, a pumpkin patch visit. And I love the big pot of just dried corn they got. I, I'm in there with the kids jumping around and it doing somersaults, throwing it up in the air. I'm messing. Uh, that's I don't know. It's something about like this, probably the sensory of it. And I'm just like feeling all of like the corn and everything like that. Big fan of that. Big fan of corn mazes as well. Um, and just going out in the field and picking your pumpkin, pulling it off of the vine. Oh yeah, that's that's a good that's good fall vibes right there. That's the best, right? When you when you're out in the pumpkin patch. And you've got your coffee going and you decided to put some five farms Irish cream liquor and out and your coffee. And you that's that's fall vibes all the way, man. When it's like when you're when you get the five farms going. Oh, when you get the five farms. Nick, you did a really great job of putting a bow on this show with that one right there to round it up. Even with the sponsor, a little bit of sprinkle, a little sponsor sprinkle in there too. It's like you've done this out of time or two or something. I, I honestly, honestly, Tucker, you're the master of it. I, you have like the smoothest transitions and like Stop the smoothest. It. So I tried to be like, what would Tucker do in this situation? There you go. Well, you're too kind. And we appreciate everybody who is also kind hanging out with us here on their, uh, their Wednesday night, uh, hanging out with us as we just talk, talk some ball, talk some shop. Uh, here every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. We're live Central Time. Join us if you can. If you can't, we'll be at the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast at Casey Sports Network. We will be there as well. So for Nick Lecky, Big B, Brian Hanley, I'm Tucker Frank. We'll be back next week talking to you after Chiefs win and <laughs> talking about what's going on in the NFL because there's going to be, if I know anything about this league, there's going to be a lot more storylines that we're going to talk about. So we'll be back next week. We'll see you later. Shout out Super Golden Chris. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.